What's up, everybody? This is Marlins in-game host, Mike B., and you're listening to Fish Across the Pond, Marlins UK podcast with Peter Pratt. Cheers from the 305. Welcome to episode 94 of Fish Across the Pond. It's a Marlins UK podcast, and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. And joining me this week, of course, full contingent is back in town, full UK goats. Lead off Lee Dobbs. How are we doing, buddy? I'm as good as always. Good man. In the two spot now, Sean Barrett, of course. Sean, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Hanging tough. Hanging tough is right. In the cleanup spot. He's back, back off the IL on another short stint. Rob Newell. Rob, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. I'm not sure if I want some Ison Diaz salami or whether I want some Jesus Sanchez jumbo shrimp. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Listen, we're going to be leaning in some Jesus Sanchez, no doubt about it. What did I say last week? Who's the guy that I'm interested in in, in, in the minors? Jesus Sanchez. Boy, oh, boy. What a start for him. Let's park that for a minute. We're going to get into that, Rob, and we're going to lean on you, mate. I know you watched that one of the games um, specifically, so we'll 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 get your uh, reaction to that. But guys, the Marlins were sitting at fifteen and nineteen as we speak on a three-game skid. So as as always, we record this on a Tuesday. This is before Game Two of the Diamondback series. Since we last spoke, four and three on the week for the Marlins. So. Not a bad week overall. However, three of them wins came on the bounce right at the start of the week. And we swept the Diamondbacks. And boy, oh boy, I must say, it was a professional sweep, a stunning sweep. We absolutely mullered the Diamondbacks, I think, in that proper beatdown. Love to see that. And then, unfortunately, scuttled against the Brew Crew. I think missed opportunity. And then game one has just gone in, in the Diamondback series last night. Oh boy, it was it was not great watching. I know Rob actually watched most of it live, so um, yeah, it was a bit of a snoozer, I think, unfortunately there. But um, guys, let's let's dive into you know the week that's just gone. Lee Dobbs, we've had a a series sweep. We've had a I think a letdown against the Brew Crew, and then we've started slow against the Diamondbacks. How are you going to summarize that week? What was your favorite moment? Let's start there. But my favourite moment will obviously be the Isan, you know, Grand Slam. As Rob, you know, Rob mentioned there, you know, it was a, you know, a great you know, moment which which sealed the win, you know, over the Brewers. But then, yeah, since then, it's all gone down downhill a bit. <laughs> oh boy, it has. Um, listen, let's get into Isan though. Um, he's up. Jazz has been on the IL. Uh, he's due to come back soon. But from what you've seen for Isan. This is what we saw in spring versus what we saw, you know, two years ago, or whatever. You know, how would you summarize Isan's performance? Uh, up and down still, I think. You know, like I said, he's had his, his moments. He's saying the Grand, grand Slam, you know, a, couple, a couple of other big hits, you know, now and then. Defense has been okay. You know, he's had a few bad moments, but, but mostly okay. But yeah, he's. Still not really taken off yet. What's he hitting? Still in the is it high ones? I didn't make a note. Yeah, he's only hitting 161 still, you know, which is still low. So I I don't think Jazz is in any danger you know, of losing his spot 
you know, in the lineup. I mean, he might have done enough though to stay with you know with the team once Jazz is you know you know Jazz is back. You know, hopefully, hopefully at this week. Yeah, and that's we're going to get into that shortly in terms of what I guess we've got Jazz and and Georgie Alfaro I guess waiting in the wings, starting some rehab assignments with the the AAA club. Um, so. There's going to be, you know, if there's no injuries in the next few days, then there's going to be some decisions. So we'll get into that. Let's park that for now. Sean, what about you, buddy? What was the main highlight takeaway for you in the last week's worth of Marlins baseball? Yeah, my, my, my best part of the week, I think, was probably the first game after our latest podcast, and that was the free run home run from BA in his first game back. It was it was great to see him back in the lineup, number one, um, and but prior to the injury he'd been hitting the ball well playing well but just mm. all the balls just weren't landing they were over warning track uh court or these line drives just being plucked out of the air to, so to see him come back from first game hit an absolute bomb um was really good to see stunning wasn't it oppo with a boppo too and got out quick um just just on on that game specifically that you're talking about if you recall it it ended 9-3 obviously the Marlins jumped out quick and the Diamondbacks kind of edged back in at one there was a moment in the eighth inning mate the bases were juiced for the Diamondbacks and who do you who are you going to call you're going to call Richie Blyer boy oh boy how big was that spot for Richie Blyer in that game it was yeah it was massive Um, I actually watched part of the game live and I think I bailed out about the sixth or seventh inning it was just getting too late um, but it was one of those situations where you're going, right, okay, we're up, we're, we're, we're steaming, we're okay. I'll mm. wake up in the morning and I'll find out that we we won. And, and we did, we won 9-3, but then we're going into the actual box score and you're going, oh, crikey, that, that, <laughs> that could have got nervous at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, what a turning point that was there for Blyer to strike out the side with the bases juiced. I've got to be honest, I was I was fearing the worst in that spot. And then for the Marlins to then put up a six spot, uh, the bottom of the eighth, including, I believe, a three-run bomb from Sweet Lou. It's been a good week for the guys. The the Yelich trade package is finally popping. Isan Salamis, I think it was a two-home run week for, uh, for Sweet Lou. A three-for-four day against uh, the Brew Crew, so great to see on that front. Rob Newell, just come to you, buddy. What's been your takeaway from from the week? What's been your highlight? Clearly, I don't think last night's game was, but apart from that one, what else have you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, I, I I think we just mentioned obviously Brinson and, and Diaz, and and that was you know really really good to see. There was the bullpen game uh, where you know we we cleared out the uh, the Diamondbacks, but it was uh, a, a, an eight-nil. But, you know, a bullpen games what we really, really feared. And all the way through, Detweiler, Holloway, Curtis, Bender, Pop, you know, all the way through, absolutely no concerns at all. And uh, that was a, a really good game. The bats were hot. Duval got a home run. Rojas has been really, really on it this week. So to have games like that, but we've been really, really hot and cold. Um, like last night was cold. Um, yeah. Even though Aguilar got a really good home run, nice triple from John Bertie as well. But um, yeah, so I, I, I'll, I'll take that. And uh, Alcantara's start looked good, and even Rogers, that no, he didn't go as far as he normally does. But you know, even so, he he still looked really good with that opening three of of um, 
Alcantara, Lopez and Rogers are just absolutely brilliant. And I enjoy watching their games, no matter what the result is. Yeah. Me too. Me, that's sensational. And actually, that's going to segue us in. That's the first starting point, guys, for, the, for this one, in terms of the, the meat and potatoes of this pod. Because the problem is, we've got three studs, three aces. Lee, Lee Dobbs called it early doors. There is legitimately three aces there. It's great to see. Problem is, though, there's two spots at the moment that are left vacated. Rob, you hit the nail, though. That bullpen game was pitch perfect, in my opinion. I've never, you know, as a bullpen game, to win a game 8-0, um, I think they gave up maybe five hits, 11 Ks, I think it was from memory. I'm thinking back to when I recorded the video after it. It was sensational, unbelievable performance, no doubt. But, you know, really, Rob, how sustainable is this for the Marlins to have three studs and then two spots that you mix and match? I, I don't think it's, it's sustainable. And we actually saw, you know, what can happen last night where Holloway was brought up in a any normal plan for a player like Jordan Holloway. Getting him to start this year wasn't in the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we've seen him and sort of Castano struggle a bit this week. Um, and so the bullpen game was great, but you only want one guy to go wrong and you can, it just blows it out straight away. Yeah. Um, so it isn't sustainable. We do need guys back in there. And that's, that's, you know, so at the moment, I think Alicia Hernandez is probably the closest to coming back from my understanding. Yeah. Um, but we need him back really, really quick um, because it's quite clear that, you know, we say we've got arms for days, but maybe not for today, maybe for tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what a, I mean, there's a t-shirt there waiting to happen, isn't it? Arms for days, but just not today. <laughs> I absolutely love that one. I mean, Sean, uh, listen, we know the three. We know Eliezer's on the way back, right? So there's four. Eliezer is close. Let's say he's two weeks away, something like that. You know, they're going to take it steady. Even in that moment, we still need a fifth. So how are you seeing the Marlins playing this, this fifth spot? If, if it was you, you know, who, who have we seen thus far? Well, we've seen Dan the Man Castano a couple of times. We've had a couple of Nicky Neiderts. We've had Jordan Holloway starting last night, but has also, I guess, pitched a chunk of innings. We've had Paul Campbell. Well, that isn't an option. Um, you know, I'm not sure what other options we have beyond those right now, if I'm completely honest. So if it was you... Where are you going with this fifth man? I I think the, I think the team are probably leading towards Holloway. You know he was a bit shaky yesterday, but and he got the line share of the innings uh, in that bullpen game, uh, and he actually looked pretty good. Uh, again, a couple of walks in three innings, so he's not he's a fifth starter. That's that's what he's going to be. You're going to let's you know we don't want a full bullpen day. We, you know they just you want to hide him for nothing if you keep realistically doing that every time mm. but if you can get him stretched up to four five six innings and throw him out every five days with days off you're going to, you maybe you can stretch it to the point where you go through the rotation twice before having to pitch him yeah. um, at the end of the day we are where we are we've got these three guys who are just absolutely anchoring the rotation we need Alicia back um, as quickly as we can 
yeah. to make it the four because you're just going to you're going to get to the point where you're taxing these bullpen arms too much, and then that you, you when you do that when you see that and I've seen that a lot as a Marlin fan over the years you get these guys that are throwing 60, 70 innings when you really want them throwing 40 or 50 mm. and the the velocity goes down, the control goes away a little bit and you're just asking too much from them. Uh, so I think, yeah, at the moment we are in a situation where it's only sustainable for so long. Let's get Alicia back. Let's hope that, Sandy, uh, that Sixto comes back in June. You know, it's, it's, it is a waiting game at this point, unfortunately. Problem is, though, you know, June, by the time we're into June, and let's say it's mid-June or back end of June even, which is is probable, I would say, from you know, where we're at, um, the season, in many ways, it could be too steep a climb for, for the Marlins at that stage. So, yeah, we'll have to see how things go. And I, Sean, I think it's a fair point. The Marlins gave Holloway the opportunity. He's pitched well. It's the first runs he's given up. It's the first start specifically that he's had. But let's not forget Trevor Rogers' first start of the year. The nerves were there. He walked everyone. And then, you know, you get that out of the way. You get into your groove. They liked the stuff. The control wasn't quite there. Nerves were there. Clearly, it's, you know, it's okay. But So I'm really intrigued to see the way they play it. Lee Dobbs, what about you? Where, where are you going with this one, buddy, um, for the fifth man? Yeah, I mean, it is tough. I say, I've I think they will lean towards Holloway still at, at the minute. We are approaching the day off, I think, next Monday. So we probably only need to do it once, and then we can skip, you know, you know skip a turn, hopefully for someone. Yeah, and, may, and maybe by then we'll then we'll have Hernandez back, you know, for like, for like the back end of, of next week, maybe. You know, you know if we're 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 you know, like we're, we're, we're lucky. Yeah, it, it will be tough, but obviously we do need to sort something something outside. Sort of stat was it? Rogers, Sandy, and Pablo. Yeah, you know, I've got a two-two-six. You know, ERA between them. Mm-hmm. The other in the other nine games that Paul Campbell, you know, Nida, Castano, and Holler started, the ERA for them is six-six-three-eight. You know, so that's that's a huge difference. You know, between the starters. Yeah. You know, for, for those two days, so yeah. So I hope when you know, when when Hernandez is back, that that will solve solve one day. But yeah, I think Holloway for now. Obviously, there because they, they they gave Castano what three goes. Neither I think had a three or four. So it's it's not like they they stick to the one you know you know, one bad start and and you're done. Mm. So yeah, I think Holloway will get the start next time, and then obviously they just see how it goes again. You know you know you know from you know from there and yeah and just hope Sixto is back you know, early June. You know you know not late. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Is is a real tricky spot, Rob. Let's let's kind of move it on from the pitch inside. Um, unless you've got any 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 curveballs to throw in there in terms of who you think they may go with, but if not, uh, we'll we'll go into the the positional side. No, I, I think in regards to the this too early with the minors to to see who you could really bring up. Braxton Garrett's had two starts; they haven't been that great. No, um, so that. That, that's that's not someone you could bring up. Cody Petit had a really really good start, including with ten strikeouts against the Norfolk Tides, but that's one game, and so that's it's just too too small. And then we're, we're in the same position with like Jordan Holloway, etc. So it's just too early. So no, I, I don't think there's there's any instant solution from, from AAA or Double A. 
No, no. So it's going to be mix and match. It's going to be, you know, ideally you just see one of the guys just grasp it. You know, if Holloway comes back, a bit more confidence next time around, nerves gone. That's what you want to see. You just want someone in there, five innings, two, three runs. You know, you can handle that. You, you, the offense need to produce. It is what it is. You can't be expecting one run or less from, from that, that dude. And everyone in the league is facing the same challenge. It isn't a unique challenge to the Marlins. So, you know, you just need, it needs not to be five runs in, in three innings. And, you know, the game's out of hand early. Actually, the game last night could have got really out of hand real quick. Actually, it could have been a real bad one, but, you know, <laughs> Holloway got out of that first inning. I don't know how. <laughs> and then he, you know, a bit more damage in the third, but, you know, it was what it was. Let's get into the positional players then, mate, because what we know this week is already that the Jazz and uh, Georgie uh, are traveling with the Triple A team. They're both going to be on a, a rehab assignment there. You know, don't know how long, both. Uh, hamstring-related issues. So, you know, you wouldn't expect that it would be, you know, too long, you know, maybe three, four games, let's say. With that in mind, how do you see the Marlins playing it from, you know, let's let's talk about Jazz. Let's start there. Jazz will come back as soon as we can. Clearly, he was sensational for us. The, the decision then is Isan Diaz, I guess, was the guy who effectively replaced him. Brinson's also up. I think Brinson's playing centre field now, so I'd be surprised if Brinson's in the mix. But for me, it's it, does Isan stay? If he doesn't, I think you probably got to look at Mag Sierra right now. Would be my view, or perhaps you look at a scuttling Cooper Loop um, to go and get some at bats elsewhere. So, how do you see him playing out with Jazz in terms of shuffling the deck? Maybe. Um, that's really really tough because. We think of Ison Diaz as, you know, fantastic um, Grand Slam, and we think about a few hits, but he's not had, actually had the, still not had the great this week. He's only batting two hundred this week, so you know, it, he's you know his, his defense is fine, but if you're bringing Jazz back up, who else are you really dropping from that infield? That's where it is, and it, it, it just because Cooper's misfiring at the moment. Are you really going to risk somebody who's just dropped a bit of form? I, I can't see that happening. You're not going to drop John Bertie just because of his flexibility, no. considering the injuries we've got. So I do see Isan going out. He's got the option, so you might as well do that. It's the yeah. same thing when Marte comes back. That's the same thing that will happen with Brinson because the option's there. So you're not losing the player. You're just sending them down to AAA to get more games. So I think it's pretty much a guarantee Isan will, will go back down um, uh, to AAA, I think that's that's the, the the solution there. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, it makes I guess most sense. Sean, let's. I'll come to to Lee in terms of Alfaro shortly, but let's let's just play that one out that, that Rob mentioned. I think it's a real good good point. Marte, let's say he's back in a few weeks' time. Brinson's kind of still doing what he's doing. You know, hitting okay, couple of home runs here and there defense is nice uh, how tricky is that decision going to be there because uh, from my my view my standpoint here mag sierra is a, is a full-blown passenger right now like brinson's been optioned but then come back and taken the spot so for me there he is a full-blown passenger I, i've got to be thinking that you know is it time is it time to pull that 
pull that trigger on Mags. I don't know. Where do you sit on that one? I think I think you could possibly be right. Um, he is. He's not getting any playing time. He is quite literally a one-trick pony. He's he's there for his speed and his defense. And even even when Marte went down, the, the team were putting Duval in centre field. That that speaks to me of of how little that they wanted his bat in the lineup. Yeah. You no, know, that was that was a time where you go right. Let's get him in centre field. Not every day, but. You know, he, at the end of the day, the team made a decision, and that's how these things all work out. We can all predict what's going to happen here, there, and everywhere. But the second that Marte went down, they put Duvall in centre. Um, they clearly want the bats in the lineup. Yeah. I think, yeah, when if we, if we get to the point where everyone's healthy and everyone's available, it could very much be the end of Magsiera for for the Marlins. We could see him down until potentially we we move into the you know the twenty eight man roster come September possibly listen one other guy I want to get pick your brains on because you're a big fan you know Cooper Loop it's been a rough old stretch he's not looked great whatsoever you're right to call that out because you know the 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 Marte move was well effectively let's put Duval in center field and let's solve the platoon let's get all the bats that we were designed to have in the lineup and actually what's happened is Cooper Loop scuttling so Brinson's now uh, I guess leapfrog that. Um, obviously, Coop's still platooning around a bit, playing a bit in right field. He's okay there, but it's clearly not his best position. Aguilar on the road. I mean, he's must start at first base. I mean, you, you have to play Aguilar every day. It's seemingly on the road. Um, what's been your take on Coop? I mean, it just he, he's looked out of sorts. Yeah, Coop. I, I love Coop, and, and I've, I've spoken so much about that over the, the prior weeks. He is struggling, and. I don't know, he looks to me, and I'm no you know, scout, I watch baseball because I like watching baseball. He yeah. just looks tentative at the plate. He just looks like he's not quite confident with his swing. I think he's he's seeing pitches um, poorly. I think I've seen a few times where he's just, he, he'll take a good, he'll take the bad pitches. He'll take the pitches where you're like, well, I could have probably taken that as a ball. Um, <laughs> but then he's, then he's watching a ball, a strike straight down the middle of the, of the plate, and and when he is making contact with these balls, he's he's a little bit late, he's a little bit early, he's yeah. just I don't know. And we spoke last week about how as players come back, it's you're hitting for your spot. You know, this is this is a time to really start, you know, up in your game, and he, he just isn't quite there yet. Aggie's hitting bombs left, right, and centre. Brinson's all of a sudden become a, a major league player out of the blue. Mm. So, yeah. Dickerson's doing great too, right? I mean, Dickerson, he's like a must-start dude now, right? He's hitting over like 3.30 or something, Dickerson. Yeah, Dick Dickerson's is the hitter that we were expecting, you know. Yeah. I think in the early days when he wasn't quite hitting, everyone was getting on him a little bit, going, oh, all this work in the count, does it really matter? But ultimately, it's about doing what got you there. He's He's a... 10-year vet he mm. knows what he needs to do to hit and yeah. the same with Aggie you know as soon as he got off that silly diet got back to what he's done all his career you know you're there for a reason don't change anything just because of a, a cold week here or, or there and um, yeah I think Coop's got a couple more days a week or so and then yeah he, you know it could be knocking at the door well and, and it's not just it's not just the guys we're thinking of with Coop. You've got to seriously, in my opinion, seriously consider this. 
I know it's a small sample. It really is a, the smallest of small samples. But boy, oh boy, Jesus Sanchez has come out scorching. There is no hotter hitter, I don't think, in, in any minor league team. He's come out on fire. He's hitting over 500, a couple of bombs. I mean, for me, sometimes you've got to ride the hot hand. I mean, but the, the question is, is, you know, we saw Jesus before. You know, can he truly step up to the major league level or is it going to be much of the same? It's, it's so hard to say, but I don't know. Is that a realistic option? Do you say that Jesus, he sees some major league time in May? I think I think there's always a possibility. I mean, the team have shown with the bringing up Chisholm um, to begin the season that uh, that they're going to work with the guys that are hitting. I think hopefully Marte comes back and that kind of we we've got Princeton up probably at this point if he keeps producing. I think unless it's a situation where two or three of these bats get cold, I don't think it it could happen. But it's it's there as an option, I think. Yeah. I don't. In previous years, you'd go, "Oh no, service time this, service time that." That's not the case here. It is a case of if there's a spot that, where we need a hot bat and he's continued to be hot, why are we wasting them in AAA? Yeah, yeah. Wait to see on that one. Um, Lee Dobbs. The other, the other decision we're going to need to make is a catcher. Clearly, it's unlikely they're going to carry three, so it's going to be one, one of the three. Um, so I guess the options are A, leave Georgie Alfaro in AAA for now. I, I'd say that's unlikely considering he was the starting catcher. So really that then leaves us with Chad Wallach, who you know effectively was the starting catcher in the playoff series for the Marlins last year. Caught the guys well. I must say, um, you know, this is recency bias, but boy oh boy, that that pass ball last night was absolutely shocking straight down the middle of the plate doesn't need to be framing that it's down the middle and to miss that and let her run in was shocking. Um, and then Sandy Leon, who's come up, done a nice job, but it's kind of faded off a little bit, I'd say offensively. So how do you see him playing this catching, this catching spot, mate, this week? Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, I was saying they, they got some, some choices to make. I mean, I think it's almost certain that Al, you know, Alfaro will, will join the team. You know, I don't know if they send him down. You know, he'll be straight back. Yeah, then you've got Troy saying, Wallach saying he's, he's I mean, his batting issues hasn't been too bad. I think he's hitting, what, around 260 ish, I think. So he's doing okay batting wise. Yeah, his, his defense has really, you know, you know towered off. And, and Sandy Leone, you know, saying he, when he came up, he, you know, he, hit, you know, he gave a nice boost for, for a few games. But yeah, since then, I think they've had one, you know, one hit over, over, over the last, last week or so. So. <sighs> I mean, they just can be tough. You know, and I think what we, we were talking off air about about the options left. Do we decide that Wallach still had options to make? You know, to, you know left to send down. So whether that that plays in into it, or whether anyone would anyone would take Sandy, you know, you know anyway, if we did, did you know, you know, send him down. I I don't think anyone would would take him. So if it's me, I I would lean towards keep. Keeping Wallach just because he's more, you know, you know, used to the pitchers. Like saying he, he started, you know, in the postseason. So, yeah, to, to me, it'd be Wallach that, that stays and and go, goes back to being to being the backup. And San, Sandy Leone will be sent back down, you know, and hopefully no nobody will will claim him. Yeah, yeah, I I think I agree. I think I tend to agree with that one. That that is probably the most likely outcome. That 
you go back to where you started the year. Clearly, that was the decision they made. Alfaro with Wallach as the backup. Alfaro's back. You, you go with you go with how you started it. I don't think anything fundamentally has changed in that period. So, no, you know, I, think- no. I mean, if, if that if Sandy had 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 come up and you know got smoked the ball and stuff, then yeah. But but I say he, he hasn't done done enough. You know, you, you know, with the bat to to be worthy of of taking Wallach's place. Yeah. Okay, well, what about the bullpen then, Lee Dobbs? Let's just quickly touch on the pen. Um, there's been, you know, there's been some decent... I mean, the bullpen has actually overall been good. We've got to call out Bender Mania, not Bass Mania, but Bender Mania is real. Uh, Anthony Bender has made his um, Major League debut this week. A couple of out- a couple of outings and they look nice. So um, what was your take on, on Anthony Bender in his first couple of outings? You know, he's, he's looked good. You know, he's, he's come, you know, as advertised, really. And it, 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 you know, it does make you wonder why we, we didn't start with, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd rather have started him, you know, in the pen in the season than Campbell. You know, and, and, and I think it's proven that that should have been been the way that they went. I mean, obviously, got five Ks already. You know, he's always you know, looked strong in his, was it, three games he's thrown. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's proven good. The, the pen on the whole, you know, has you know, been been good. It's topped off with that, you know, you know that the bullpen game. Mm. But that, that was obviously good. And yeah, everyone else has, you know, done you know, done their job as of obviously been a few a few runs runs here and there, but on the whole, yeah. You know, the, the, the pen the pen for the for this season has been, you know, you know, you know, a nice surprise. Yeah. Sean Barrett, any concerns in this pen? Any any of the guys that there's a a confidence issue with? I, I for some reason every week I end up talking about bass. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, it might be that I own him in a fantasy league. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was he had a rough outing um, this week, um, which didn't help. Um, but on the whole, yeah, I. Just as Lee was talking and saying how you know the bullpen looked pretty good this week, and I think we said similar things last week. Just doing a little bit of looking and something that's kind of taken me by surprise over the last week. So since we last recorded, the Marlins have the highest reliever WAR of the week in the whole oh. of the MLB, and there are just some eye-popping numbers there. K per nine over ten, a walk rate uh, per nine two point three. An ERA of one four eight. They, they are That's really some serious good. numbers. Yeah, they are, and we're we're talking elite elite numbers there, from what we've already discussed as a cobbled together uh, bullpen. You know, if you look at you know bringing in Bender, a guy that prior to this spring training no one's ever heard of, comes into into the team, pitches lights out. I don't know what it is about this team. You've got to start saying that whoever we've got in those scouting rooms, they, they can they can do some work with arms. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this whole Bender situation is just, I think it's wild, like truly wild, where you get a guy that, for me, looks absolutely legit. I mean, the, the movement with the velocity is, it's unhittable. Like, it truly is. So... You know, great job for the Marlins. It kind of reminds me of a few years ago when Nick Anderson kind of just arrived and everyone was like, who is Nick Anderson? And you look now, a couple of years on, clearly we traded him away, but, you know, he's 
you know, a top draw elite reliever. And somehow the Marlins find it. Hey, listen, thinking about that war stat you mentioned, um, there must be about four war of that for Richie Blyer in that, that outing he had. And if I recall, he came back the next day or his next outing and maybe struck out two more, I think. So he's about, of the six outs he's had last, five of them were Ks. So he's, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to Blyer. He's turned into Josh Ader. Um, absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I think the bullpen in general has been a, a bright spot. I'm not having any bass slander for that extras. Clearly it's frustrating. He got it to a point where, you know, it was one out away type of thing. But in extras for me, and I said this in, in my recap, so, you know, everything's on the record. But for me, you expect to concede one because that's the, that's the minimum expectation. If you don't score one run, you've only got yourself to blame. And the Marlins didn't score one uh, in that. I, I, you know, I think from Bass's perspective, you know, yeah, it's frustrating. Tyrone Taylor, he looked lost all day, all day that day. So it was a bit disappointing that it was him that kind of, you know, got hold of a, a fastball inside, but it is what it is. Um, so no slander from me. Yimmy's still looking nice, but in general, been a good week for the pen. Rob Newell, give me your early insights, buddy, on um, on the minor leagues. Who's, we've mentioned Jesus, but... You know who else is popping? Who's who's had a real hot start that you wanted to call out, buddy? Well, well, just yeah, briefly, just on Jesus Sanchez. Where it's really, really standing out for him is the fact that in this week, in those six games, he's had fifteen hits from twenty-seven at bats, which means pretty much every time he's up, he's hitting the ball. Um, and Crazy. it's not just that home run that went out of the ground. Um, he's just seeing it like a beach ball. Um, and it's interesting, actually, in AAA, Lewin Diaz is also doing really, really well with the bat. Um, and um, But he's had eight hits as well, 10 RBIs. But even the only issue we always have is that is the, it's easier, in theory, to hit in AAA. Brian Navarretto is doing very well, and he's a catcher. So if you're looking for a bit of power, maybe, maybe, maybe he's on form to bring up as a catcher. Um, Eddie Alvarez has had nine walks. <laughs> so just as soon as, you know, it, it seems to be Eddie comes up, walks, Lewin comes up, hits it out of the ground. So <laughs> There we go. Good combo. Good one-two punch. I've seen as well Eddie Alvarez was having a massive dust-up the other day against one of the one of the starting pitchers, I think. Not quite yeah. sure of what actually went on, but Alvarez was not happy. <laughs> no, I, I don't know whether he's mocking that he used to be a, a speed skater i don't know it's uh it was, it was a slightly strange incident that one it was um but they're 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 really really pumped team um monte harrison hit a, hit a fantastic you know he's, he's no longer mr nice guy and he hit a, a really angry home run as well so um the other one to, to bring out was was max meyer he did have a very very decent start um uh, it was it was uh, five innings pitched he had five strikeouts um, for the 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 Blue Wahoos against the Mississippi Braves, but looked absolutely fantastic. And uh, considering the gap in time since they've actually been playing competitive games, that was quite impressive. Um, we mentioned last week about Will Banfield that you know it, it, it's all about his offense, hit a home run. So it does seem to be the players that we kind of mentioned last week have all performed, and uh, there there is there's quality all the way through. Thomas Scott uh, again um, was been good at the, with the bat, um, so yeah, all the way through it's been it's been you know, pretty impressive. There has been some 
players who are not, you know, not quite had the start. You kind of think JJ Bladay, he's not had the, the greatest start. He's only hitting around 200, but it's so early days. Yeah. That, in, in general, it's funny, that that double A team, um, Pensacola, Blue Wahoos, we talked about it. You know, they talked about it. They hyped it up themselves, loaded. The offense has actually started really slow, um, but the pitching, as you meant, as you already said, Max Meyer, pro debut, came out, five innings, five strikeouts, one hit, I think. But then Jake Eder backing yeah. it up with five innings, one hit, 12 Ks yeah. from Trevor Rogers 2.0. Oh, my days. That was sensational. Absolutely love to see that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's obviously, as I say, very, very early days. But the, the, it's to have somebody like that, you know, everybody, the other things that talk about the pitching, everybody who pitched that week all pitched five innings. Yeah. So they they all went their distance uh, that they were allotted to do. So that is really really impressive. Jeff Lindgren, Will Stewart as well, who's a, a you know names you kind of hear of, mm-hmm. but not quite sure what they're like. It's it's really good to see that they've made a good start. But yeah, that that Jake Eder start was just just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it, but I, the stat line obviously popped yeah. like crazy. So that was great. It was it was around the early you know it was second game obviously for them. Um, and I think on exactly the same day, Jesus Sanchez was hitting everything. Lewin Diaz is hitting everything. Marlins Twitter was going bananas. Everyone's retweeting everything to do with the minors. It was it was a lot of fun, no doubt about it. So you know, great to see. Another one that we talked about last week was Carl Nicholas. He had a really really good start as well. Eight strikeouts over five innings. Um, so you know there was uh, some good stuff there. Love and it. Yeah. So that they, I mean, they've potential. We know the farm stacked. It's going to be a lot of fun tracking them. What I'm intrigued to see is, is how they play the AAA guys in particular. It, you know, if Jesus Sanchez just hits out with AAA, what do they do? Lewin Diaz, what do they do? Um, Navarretto, I mean, even if all of a sudden the catcher's hitting 350, you know, is he up there? Uh, who knows? I mean, I'm really intrigued to see how the Marlins play that. Um, you know, they're going to go easy with the the triple, the, sorry, the double A arms. You know, Max and Anita clearly that you know they're not going to be going wild with that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to track. They're not going to bring up Jesus Sanchez expecting that he's going to be hitting five hundred. No, um, no, well, no one would. But but if he is on form, then it is worth bringing him up. However, you then got to compensate for somebody else that you you probably end up having to where you'd have to bring down Brinson at that point. And you're you're and, and Sanchez is is a right fielder, so it yep. doesn't solve that central field issue if you're going to keep you know depending on what you do with McInerney Sierra. Yeah, no, so, exactly. Uh, but exactly. The, but the the outfield does appear. I think we pretty much know where we're going to still be sitting next year, and Sanchez really should be one of those options. Blade should be one of those options, although he hasn't had the greatest start. Say, Bubba, only a week, so. You know, you can see it where where it's going to come from. Yeah, agreed. All right, guys. Well, let's let's look ahead slightly now. Let's finish up. Just I guess round the horn in terms of how we see the rest of this Diamondback series going, how we see uh, the Dodgers series going, which we uh, we play after, and um, and of course emoji of the week to uh, to finish up. So um, Sean is furiously opening up his phone looking for emojis. I know it. Um, but Lee Dobbs, let's start with you, buddy. We're one down already to the Diamondbacks. Um, how do you see this series panning out 
Pablo on the mound tonight um, against Bumgarner. Pablo, seven starts, two ERA, no wins. I'll set the table for you. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow, and he'll have a win to, to his yes, name. <laughs> yeah, I say. I think we got Pablo and Rogers going, so I'll be hopeful that we can win them them two at least, and then we're you know, you're back into probably another bullpen game or so again. You know, depending who gets that that start, then then obviously on onto the Dodgers. You know, have been really you know, really poor 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 lately. So who knows? I mean, but then we're gonna have Sandy in that one as well. So I mean, I'll be hopeful we go two two and one the rest of the way to, to the Diamondbacks, and then I'll say a one two loss loss to the Dodgers. But you know, we take that. I think to you know for, for like the, the road trip at the minute. Yeah, Sean, what about you, buddy? How you seen it? I think one thing I'm, I'm looking at is some really interesting matchups. I mean, obviously, you've got Lopez Bumgarner tonight, and then Rogers and ex Marlin Gallon tomorrow. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's uh, some really exciting uh, matchups the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, we spoke last week about how if you've got in a if, if you've got in a series, you've got two of the three, you're feeling pretty confident. Now, this is a four game series. We've always already blown the Sandy game, uh, but so we've got Lopez and Rogers finish off the series or to continue the series against Arizona we need to win both of these games really um, if, we're, if we're looking to continue to hang tough then yeah these two games are the games we need to win and then it's probably Castano in a, a bullpen game uh, versus Kelly to uh, finish off the, the series uh, that's you know what could happen we've seen a game where we've won 8 nil in a bullpen game and then we've seen an ugly one yesterday so it's a flip a coin game I think in that situation so yeah I think we can win the next two games get the bats a bit warm you know we, we can continue to hang tough and then uh, keep battling towards 500 How are you seeing the Dodgers series? I think anytime you play a team like the Dodgers you just you just gotta sort of close your eyes and hope <laughs> So what you're saying is one one out of out of three would be okay. Yeah. So we, again, we're probably going to run with Sandy and Pablo in those in those three games uh, with yeah. a Holloway bullpen game. So yeah, let's try and at least back up one of the guys and and hopefully we can get Lopez's second win after a win tonight. Love it, Rob Newell. How you seeing these two series, buddy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll win the Gallon game because I think Gallon will, will, will enact his revenge on us. Oh. So um, I, 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 I can see him sort of beating Rogers in that one. I, I do think Pablo will win tonight. I think we're going 2-2 with Arizona. I don't think there's a massive difference really between the two teams. Yeah. LA are, are really, really weird because I had a cracking start to the season and then injuries, especially around their, their bullpen, have just, just completely ruined them. They had Mike Kickham up there, who was, you know, struggled quite badly for the, the Marlins um, last year. And, um, yeah, they, they they seem to be always, always cycling through bullpen. It's a bit like us last year, but not as effective. So they, they really are, are struggling. AJ Pollock's injured. They miss Bellinger like anything. They're not the, the Dodgers of last season or before. So um, if this, you know, 
we did a couple of seasons ago with a really weak team go out there with the, uh, and got back with a series win. And I think we can do it again. So going 2-2 against the Diamondbacks. And I think we can take it 2-1 because the Dodgers aren't right. Wow. Wow. I mean, that would be be a huge series win on the road in LA. Would be would be crazy, but you're right. They're really scuttling. They're, they're struggling along. Who knows? Plus, like you said, Sandy and Pablo go. So we're going to be in it. We're going to be, well, we'll definitely be in them games, irrespective of how the result goes. You know we'll be in the mix. So, yeah, okay. Well, I see it. I think we'll split this series with, with the Diamondbacks now. I, for me, I felt like we we had to take the first one if we were going to win the series. Um, so I think we now, the best case is a split. The Diamondbacks are a funny team. I, I feel like there's not a ton of offensive production in there. And so, you know, I think if the bats just come alive a little bit, there's enough in the tank. I'm already on record. I think we'll absolutely blow it up tonight, though. I just, baseball's weird. Pablo's had no run support at all, all year. I think he gets it in spades tonight, buckets of, of runs for him. Lineup's just been announced, actually, guys, as we're on. Uh, Miguel Roas is back in. Um, Duvall's playing left field, so Dickerson has the night off. Um, and, uh, yeah, John Birdie at second base. So I guess they're the main highlights there. Um, so no Isan, no uh, Dickerson. Obviously, the lefties taking a seat against Bumgarner, I guess. So, um, cool. Well, let's finish up with Emoji of the Week, as always. Um, Lee Dobbs, do you have one for us? Yeah, I looked at uh, you know earlier on, and basically as we was it one four lost three. It's easy. It's got to be the yo yo. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I like that. Sean, what have you got? I I, I had to go really left field because I didn't want to get stolen by Lee again. Yeah. So I've gone with the airline pilot. Um, I just don't feel that we've spoken about the captain enough. Miggy Rowe, he's he's absolutely balling at the moment. He's it's almost like we've just come to expect it, and it's just uh, a boring, continual performance that we just don't mention him. He's hitting two eighty three, walking uh, uh, on base of three sixty seven, couple of home runs, three stolen bases. What's really interesting to me was last year was his first WRC over a hundred, so mm-hmm. his first time he was above average hitting. He's carrying that on. This isn't a this isn't a small sample size of last year. He's doing everything he was doing last year. The Babbitt's pretty normal, so he's not getting lucky. The walk rate's there, so he's not he's not striking out. He is continuing to be an absolute all star for us. I'm gonna have to hold my hands up here. We have not spoke about Miguel Rojas for this whole episode. And it's terrible. We should have, because he has been sensational. He's had a, he's had a great week. Great week. I mean, that first pitch of the game on, on Saturday night disappeared. Um, I can't remember much what happened after that, actually, because um, there was a, there was a few red wines flowing, but um, all in all, I mean, Miggy has been sensational in that leadoff spot. He's been great. So great, great call that Sean and um, apologies, Miguel, when, when you listen to this, um, that, we, that we didn't get to you until the last uh, five minutes. Um, Rob, what have you got for us, buddy? Fire and ice. It's Fire and ice. And cold, isn't it? Yeah. So it depends what night you, you, you tune in. It's, it's either like that bullpen game when we were just hot, 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 and then last night where we were just, you know, apart from Bertie and Aguilar, cold, cold, cold. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. It has been fire and ice. So for me, guys, I, there's only one emoji. Well, there's two that I could have thought about. The problem is, is there's no real salami emoji as I see it. I, I tried to, I used the hot dog emoji, I think, earlier in the week. But I think I have to use the island because for Brinson Island, boy, oh boy, sweet Lou. Listen, that Mother's Day bomb to tie the game. I know we went on to lose the game, but it was a huge spot, a huge moment. And against some elite relievers there for Sweet Lou to, to deliver in that spot was, was sensational. I'm like, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing from Lou. Um, confidence is back. He looks good in center field. Um, I'm happy with him there in center field. So it's the island emoji, of course, for, for Brinson Island. Um, cool. Well, guys, we are bang out of time. That is episode 94 in the books. We go tonight, game two. Uh, Pablo Bumgarner should be a fun one. Bumgarner pitched well against the Marlins uh, last week. Um, Pablo, we know, will will pitch well. Um, there'll probably be a lot of strikeouts, um, but hopefully a lot of runs for the Marlins. Let's see how we go. Guys, uh, to Lee, Sean, Rob, as always, uh, GOATs, great spending time with you, great chat in Marlins baseball. Um, so listeners, we'll be back next week, next Tuesday, of course. Until then, stay safe and go fish. Go fish.